Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the kickoff show of the Sports Unlimited. It's going to be a jam-packed three-hour show here on a beautiful Friday morning. We can't wait to hear from you and all the great guests as it starts right now. And here's your host, Brandon Biscobing. Thanks a lot, Richie. And hopefully we won't have many technical issues because we've already started off on a kind of slow start. But here we are debut episode here on Southern Sports Central for Sports Unlimited. I'll be bringing you all the coverage around the state, around the Grand Strand, anything you want to talk about, even if you want to go into some pro in college. Be sure to call in. That number to call is 323-784-9681. That number again, 323-784-9681 if you want to come and talk to us talk some sports and uh, we're gonna have a fun time we've got a bunch of guests lined up for us coming on at 7 30 is jj jones from myrtle beach high school local guy he's been a busy busy man in in the summer of 2020 so a lot of things to talk to him about and richie i had a question for you do you know what yesterday started the longest stretch that we're going to have in history? Well, it is. Well, hmm. I know yesterday, was it yesterday? They did go full pads yesterday in high school football, but well, this other is than that, man, about, I need you to teach me. This is talking about pro. This oh. is going to be the longest stretch that we will ever have. This is one of the few upsides of, of the pandemic. This is going to be the longest stretch we're ever going to have of all four major sports. Because, you know, normally it's only, you know, week, you know, week or two that the NFL, NBA and NHL and MLB are all playing at the same time. And now we're going to get it for at least a month. Yeah, and that's one thing, Brandon, that I mentioned, you know, when this thing happened, I said sooner or later this is going to get back into the groove. I don't like to say the new normal. I like to call it the groove, and we're going to get into the groove 
and you're going to have at, at one weekend you'll be able to sit there and watch the NFL, you'll watch NASCAR, you'll see some Major League Baseball, you'll see like they did last weekend the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Oh, and here comes the NBA and two other sports. So I mean, <laughs> when you had no sports, you were sitting around wondering what to do. Now you have all now, the sports, and you got to figure out how you're going to get it done. Yeah, you you, you could do. You know, you've got NFL Tuesday, Sat, or excuse me, Monday, Thursday, and and Sunday, and then you've got college on Saturdays and and some weekdays. Playoffs, MLB getting into that home stretch. It's going to be a very fun next couple of weeks, next month, the, the rest of September, and, and going into the beginning of October is going to be very fun. And hey, on the local side, we've got high school football coming up. Obviously, the private schools have been playing for the past couple of weeks, but the public schools getting underway soon. You've got uh, you've got some scrimmages, some jamborees coming up this weekend, starting tomorrow. I know Carolina Forest has North Myrtle Beach tomorrow evening. Uh, we'll be finding out some other scrimmages that are going on around the state. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, going into this season. Uh, you know, and like we said got jj jones coming on today he's going to be a lot of fun to talk to got miguel or ridgeview outside linebacker coming on at eight at 8 30 you've got qualique holland from or qualique holland excuse me from greenville running back and stacy huff from wahc over in columbia coming on for us at nine so a full lineup to talk about uh, some high school sports here on Sports Unlimited this morning. And if you guys want to join us, like I mentioned, number to call 323-784-9681. We'll go into uh, some some local news real quick before we get our first guest on in a little over 20 minutes. Some Recruiting news for you guys uh, this weekend. First, from around the Grand Strand, you've got Adam Randall. He just keeps on getting offers. Weren't able to get him this week, but we're planning on trying to get him next week. So we'll have a lot of fun to talk about with him next week. He's, he got an offer by from Ole Miss. Uh, St. James's Braylon Smith Sap. Excuse me. Offered by William and Mary yesterday, and a little further out, but still in Region 6 in 5A, Davin Jackson offered by Old Dominion over at Sumter. And around the state, a few other big names on both the gridiron and on the hardwood got some offers. First, a commitment. Robbie Outs got what, decided to commit to Alabama. He out of Rock Hill. So congratulations to him, and that's a big uh, boost for the Crimson Tide. Renz Shaheem Scotland was offered by Fordham. Drew Bobo from over in Hammond was offered by Coastal Carolina. Noble Cooper was offered by Cornell. And going on the gridiron, Dorman's Noah County was offered by Xavier. 
could potentially be teaming up with Cesar Edwards and Jamari Briggs from over at Hartsville. And it seems like Travis Steele is looking to try to make a bit of a pipeline here in South Carolina, which eh, smart choice, a lot of good basketball players. Obviously, Dorman last year was one of the top teams in the nation, was supposed to go to the Geico Nationals before everything was shut down. Uh, they're they're going to be a powerhouse again this year. So lot lots of fun things coming ahead. Still not no not quite sure what's going to happen with basketball yet, but definitely something fun to look forward to. And on the women's side, Sumter's Lakin Cox committed over to Gardner Webb. So she you know she's a great player. We've got lots of fun things coming up for basketball, but obviously. This is where football lives and reigns. So definitely a lot of things to look forward to this season on the football side. If you listened to my show last week, wasn't on Southern Sports Central yet, but if you listened to the show last week, I talked about the ESP's All-PD team. And I, I forgot to mention a couple of guys that I felt probably were – not so much snubbed per se, but I think they definitely should have gotten mentioned on that list. I think they, I, one especially, I think should have made it onto the all PD team. And, and that is one Chase Simmons. Uh been talking about him over the last couple of weeks. He's had a great summer going to all these camps and just showing off making his name known and he's been getting rewarded for it, getting a bunch of different offers uh first from georgia state then got an offer from from uh coastal excuse me and uh and has just been racking up the offers ever since uh, so he's, he's someone to definitely keep an eye on moving forward into the 2020 season and, and another guy and this one he may he probably gets hurt because of the the classification, the 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 level that he plays at. But that's Jaquan Dixon of of Green Sea Floyd. He, he's a great running back, great player, uh, but just kind of gets hurt because he's not really playing against top notch competition since he's down in single A. Not quite getting the recognition that he may deserve, but he's definitely someone that hope. Hopefully, a team uh, in Division One goes after him and and picks him up. Some other notes from around the state: Dutch Fork ranked 18th in the nation according to the USA Today ranking. So once again, Dutch Fork looking to be a powerhouse, and they're they're the team to beat in 5A. That that is for sure. Uh, you know, Coast or excuse me, Carolina Forest, uh, is certainly certainly knows that very well. Losing in the semis last season to the eventual state champion Dutch Fork, uh, team. So they're they're a team that even in even nationally they're considered one of the best in the country. And they're they're going to be a team to be reckoned with this season. Greenville's Colin Sadler named the number two offensive lineman in the nation for the class of 2022, according to CollegeFootballToday.com. We'll talk to 
one of his teammates in in a little bit in a few in about an hour. Running back Kalik Holland, so you know, Sather being the top lineman in the country is definitely going to help him in terms of his stock and and how well he plays this season. Definitely going to have to ask him about that later on. Some tough news, though. Um, not really tough news, but one that you know wasn't really all that surprising when when it when it broke the mcdonald's kickoff classic which was originally supposed to be played in brome uh is now going to be played at gaffney's red the reservation uh they're hosting dorman clover gaffney burns berea legion collegiate brome and landrum so lots of different lots of big teams up in the upstate uh in that one and, you know, it makes sense moving it over to the reservation, larger facility, more space for fans to social distance. That's not this up. That's not this weekend. That's not tomorrow. That's not, that's going to be one to definitely check out. And now a little tough news, but not really all that surprising. Uh, the Touchstone Energy North-South All-Star Game was canceled. Uh, disappointing for all the players, but not really all that surprising. Considering the Shrine Bowl uh, between the two states, North and South Carolina, was already canceled, and with the the uncertainty of everything and and travel and and whatnot, not really all that surprising that it was canceled. But you know, still still disappointing, still disappointing. Some quick notes. Uh, from the hardwood before we jump into talking to JJ Jones in about 15 minutes, big shots, Carolina live happened this past weekend. And the, the local team, Manzer, even with, even without completely focused on football. Now we'll ask him about his, how he's handled uh, switching up gears so much over the summer later on, but they still played a good, good seat or a good uh, tournament struggled a little bit in some games, but for the most part had a good, good time uh, over down in, uh, in Rock Hill. Kaimani Knox had some good court vision and a kick out from the elbow. Good drive but he needs to take his time on, on some of his shots. Uh, did have some good layups. Has to be more patient on some layups down low, but, you know, had some good dump in. So he, he's definitely someone that we're going to have to watch out for going into the uh, into the season, into the basketball season later on. Mike Heron from Sokosti had some good drives, some good layups, good court vision on drives, good spin moves. Have to focus on, you know, playing a little better uh, in terms of pulling up very quickly, wanting to take that big shot, uh, and has to work on some ball control move going through traffic. But for the most part, he, he's definitely a stock on the rise, that is for sure. Javi Marlowe had some good three-point attempts, had some good range, good steal attempt, has to maintain his control when he's spinning, driving. Uh, but he did. He was able to draw some fouls a couple of times on drives, uh, and 
one thing, and you know, I I did the North Merrill Beach games last year, and this is something that the whole team had to work on. Uh, but he, him being the leader, him and Knox being the leaders of that team this year, definitely need to work on making those freebies, uh, and and be able to make the easy buckets. Over uh, in Con- in the Conway and Sakasi area, Confidence Cougars, Raymond Christian out of Strong rebounding, transition defense, but needs to work on his outlet passes after getting the rebounds. Ashton Dupee from Carolina Forest had some good aggression on defense, but has to avoid fouling and has to work for what has to watch for defenders when passing the ball, but did have some good drives uh, for the Confidence Cougars. Big shot, 16 under Premier. Elijah Huffman of Conway had some good post play, strong offensive rebounding. Uh, Russell Brunson from Calhoun County had some good shots, putting up some good uh, play. And Calvin Hall of North, or excuse me, Richland Northeast had some good range and was able to play very well uh, offensively. We've got about 10 minutes before J.J. Jones joins us, so we'll go over to the national side for just a second. Uh, You know, last night, Thursday night football, the beginning of the regular season for the NFL. Fun Fun game between the Texans and the Chiefs. Chiefs obviously raising their newly acquired Super Bowl championship banner and they they looked very strong. They looked very strong last night and you know things started a little slow, kind of a little sloppy. Not really all that surprising considering no preseason. But once they put on the Jets, they put on the Jets and there were there there was a lot of scoring. It definitely looked like after after that first quarter of each team kind of getting acclimated with each other again and, and getting into the groove again, they really turned it on and they really focused on playing, playing strong football and, and they they wanted to show the country that football is back and, and we're in mid-season form. And by, by the second half, it certainly – seemed like both teams, especially the Chiefs, were in midseason forms. I'll give you my quick predictions for uh the season before we uh before we get JJ on. AFC East, I think right now pa- Patriots are the team to beat, especially with Cam Newton being officially named the starter for Bill Belichick. Even with the Bills on the rise, Patriots, definitely. AFC North, Ravens are another team that is just absolutely ready to fly and and ready to take that next step. Not sure if they're able to win the Super Bowl quite yet. I'll get to that in a little bit. But they are definitely the team to beat in the AFC North. Some people think Colts even. Even though the Texans lost last night, they strong showing last night, 
and I still pencil them in as my favorite to win the AFC South. Over in the West, it, it, it's the Chiefs' division to lose. I think we saw it last night. We we know what what they can do, what they're capable of. They are the team to beat out in, out in the West. NFC East is going to be another dumpster fire, unfortunately, I think. Uh, but especially with Dak Prescott wanting to have something to prove this season, he's gunning for that Super Bowl. Not, I don't think they'll get there, but they definitely have the East, I think, uh, locked down. NFC North, in spite of how everyone has been talking about the Packers and the fact that they didn't get any wide receiver help and, and all of that, I, I still think they're the team in the North. I don't have as much faith as some other people do in the Vikings. So I, I still have them as the team to beat over in the North. Down South, the Saints, the even with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, I still think that the Saints have that division locked down. Uh you know, Drew Brees is just no matter what happens, he always seems to find a way to win, except for lately in the playoffs. Out west, I I I see the Seahawks being the team to beat uh out west. You know, that's gonna be a very tough division. There's a lot of good teams. I think all four teams have improved. So that's gonna that's gonna be one of the most fun divisions to watch, I think. And wild card wise, AFC, I've got Steelers, Bills, and Titans. Uh, so even even with the limited resources that they had, they lost Ben Roethlisberger, they lost Juju Smith Schuster, they you know they obviously lost Le'Veon Bell and and uh, and Antonio Brown as a result of all of that stuff that happened between those two, but they still almost made the playoffs last year. If it were this format, they would have. So I definitely think they are a team that can make the playoffs. Whether or not they can do anything in the playoffs is a bit of a different story. Uh, Bills and Titans, you know, both teams, teams on the rise. NFC got Buccaneers, 49ers, and Rams. All those teams, yeah. Like I said, NFC West is going to be that that division to watch out out in the in the NFC this season. Divisional round, I've got the Ravens, Chiefs, Texans, and Steelers, 49ers, and Buccaneers over in the NFC. With the championship games, we've got Ravens and Chiefs, and then Seahawks and 49ers. I don't think the I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be quite there yet. And once again, the Saints are going to have their hearts broken in the divisional round. Uh, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how that impacts, uh, you know, whether or not Drew Brees comes back and, and whatnot. Super Bowl, I've got Chiefs and Seahawks. And in, in spite of how hard it is to have done, I think, especially after the showing last night, I think Patrick Mahomes can pull it off and get a repeat 
and get two back-to-back Super Bowls for the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning the big game this season. Uh, This season's going to be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, or excuse me, Sunday, first full slate of games. Yesterday was the opener. And, hey, football's back. Football's back, and it's fun. It's fun that we've got football once again. And yeah, this is this whole this whole fall. And and you know, Richie was talking about it before. After being away from sports for a few months and not having any sports for a couple of months, to be able to now have every sport you can think of basically playing for the next month, month and a half, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to cover, a lot of fun to be a part of. So it, buckle up yeah, I, I've, I was saying buckle up before because it was going to be a bumpy ride because I wasn't sure how much things were going to be able to happen. But now it seems like everything's full steam ahead. So buckle up, people, because it's going to be a fun ride now. So it's going to be a lot of fun these next couple of weeks in this next month or so. So that we'll we'll take a quick break. And then once we come back, we should have J.J. Jones right here on Sports Unlimited. The truth can hurt you. Or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? I just want to be happy. But if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing me pain, there's no one else I can blame. If I'm not happy, wasted time, but now I can see the biggest enemy, it was me. So I'm not happy. Cry yourself to sleep. Shout and raise your hand. It won't change a thing, child, until you
Patriots. So I have a chance to spend a lot of quality time at practices. I know the young men very well, the coaches. But I'm also familiar, thanks to Southern Sports Central, the flagship show here, to get Justin Boone and, and others who uh, will be uh, putting on a show this year over for the Gamecocks. But, um, you know, when you look at it, you know, that that's, that's uh, of course, uh, going to be an interesting matchup. But, you know, we're talking about pandemic, Brandon, and, and you'd be remiss not to mention 19 years ago today. We will never forget that moment. We'll never forget where you were when your radios went off and your TVs were full of a horrific scene and a horrific, awful, heinous, where the trade, the World Trade Centers were attacked. And I got to be honest with you, Brandon, I can remember exactly where I was. I can remember who was standing beside me. But I also remember for the next eight months after that, every time I heard a plane in the sky, the first thing I did was look up or duck down. You know, it, it is something that I, I know two were uh, of age and uh, maturity and, and, and maybe in the adult life, and even some of those teenagers who are now adults. It was, a, it was definitely something that you never thought as an American, you never thought we would deal with. We never thought that that would be a part of it. One thing that brought us all together after 9-11 was the same thing that brought myself and the entire Southern Sports Central Network team does seven days a week and talk sports. Sports is something that has always united us. No matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, no matter what time it is, it's something about that bond, that fraternity, that sorority, that nucleus of a fan base in a parking lot that just gets together and it becomes a potluck situation where you're sitting and you're reminiscing and you're having that conversation. It gives you a moment to check out of what's going on in the world today so that you can enjoy everything else that's going on. So I'll take about 30 seconds, Brandon, and I'll turn it over to you, but about 30 seconds I want to give a moment of silence and remembering those who lost their life 19 years ago today in the most tragic, heinous, horrific day in the United States with the trade center that was attacked and so many lives that were lost and to the plane that went down with those heroes who knew that they were going to sacrifice themselves so that others weren't going to be affected and more lives, lives weren't going to be lost. Those are heroes. I understand on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and a few other days during the week, you see pro athletes and you look up to these guys. And while I understand that aspect, but these individuals in that plane, I couldn't imagine being in that shoe. I couldn't be imagined in that plane to know that one guy's getting ready to make a decision. And the rest of the guys and girls are on board with this, literally. And this is what's going to happen. So for the next 30 seconds, join us in a moment of silence as we remember those who lost their lives on this tragic day on 9-11-2019.
Hi, guys. Welcome back. I am Richie Altman, governor here, hanging out with uh, Mr. Brandon Biscobing. He, of course, is uh, the man with the plan, and he is your guy when it comes to Sports Unlimited right here on Southern Sports Central. We're glad to have Brandon and his team a part of our team, and we are now as one here in the radio world of sports entertainment right here on Southern Sports Central. The network rolling live last night with Miss V. If you missed it, you can go back to the archives and check that show out. She did a great job, had on an athlete uh, that I thought did an extremely great job, had on not one but two coaches, one in the upstate, one in the lower state. Now, here's the kicker to that. There will be a junior showcase, a bowl game, if you will, between the best of the best in the class of 22 They'll kind of uh, be very similar to what you're used to in the north-south game where they have the seniors that are going against each other. This one, of course, will be the uh, the young men uh, in the upstate, class of 22, going against the young men in the lower state in class of 22. Uh, you can go to our Twitter page, and that's at SO Sports Central, on how to contact the coaches. You want to get them your game film. So they can get the best of the 44 on the field on the left side and the right side. depends on where you're standing. But it's going to be a good time. Now, Brandon also mentioned the likes of North-South. That was mentioned uh, last week. What does that mean for the seniors? Well, there is a plan in place to bring you a all-star event. So stay tuned right here on Southern Sports Central Network as well as Sports Unlimited, Brandon, myself, and all of us will be announcing some big news for you seniors, hopefully uh, later today or sometime next week, so you can kind of uh, read into what I'm telling you. I'm saying there's a chance. That's all you need to know, that you will be playing in December in an all-star event. Now, that being said, uh, Brandon also mentioned about uh, the scrimmages coming up. Let's kind of throw this at you guys. Now, I know everybody's going to want to go and watch a lot of these scrimmages, you got to get a ticket to get in, guys. It's just that simple. You got to get a ticket to get in. And what I'm getting at here is if you plan on going to Carolina Forest to scrimmage tomorrow, that means you better have a ticket to get in the gate that day. If you plan on being at Sumter tomorrow to watch the Gamecocks take on the Patriots, and that's for Dorchester, you better have a ticket to get in. You cannot just walk up to the gate. Those days at this point in our life are not there yet. I even can tell you this, where they're even being a little bit a little bit pulled back on getting season tickets to certain venues around the state of South Carolina. Usually you can go out, get yourself a season ticket, you get yourself a season seat, which usually has a back to it, and it sits pretty kind and comfortable. They're not handing those out just yet in some places because they want to make sure that the capacity that they have to go by, the rules and the regulations that they have to play by, has mamas and daddies and sisters and brothers taken care of first. And I give you a tip of the cap to that. Uh, you know, uh, you even saw last night where Miami had a, a select few that was in their stand. And uh, students are not allowed in to Miami until after week two. 
And the running joke for me last night was they were kind of talking about how the numbers were really low for the Miami Hurricanes game last night. And I said, well, it's a typical night in Miami. I mean, I don't know why we're, we're, we're gawking too much. You know, you can hear a little bit of fans. And even uh, I, I thought it was interesting that Miami and the team they played last night couldn't come to an agreement on how to bring in sound through the PA system. I guess they couldn't come to uh, some type of an agreement, Brandon, on that. Still waiting on Brandon here to connect, guys. I'm going to keep running here with you as long as uh, as long as he can, of course, uh, get back in here with us. But you know, when you when you look at everything, there's going to be a lot of new things going on. There's going to be a lot of, uh, I would say, um, things happening throughout uh, this year. There's going to be a little bit different than it has been in the years of the past. Times have changed. town ain't small, it's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville Wall. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, if a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great pitcher, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the cheese. And relish and all the rest. We 
And, uh, you know, those are the things that, that I think that you're going to have to worry about. Um, for, for four, you know, I, I'm just kind of curious to see kind of what it looks like out there. I've been watching practices. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons. I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men. And it's just beautiful. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number two. I'm going to see if I can bring in Mr. Uh, Michael Mason. Michael, you with us, buddy? Is there? Hey, what's up, man? Of course, uh, you know, I got you on here with a debut show. We're trying to get everything figured out. The, the studio is down here in Charleston. You know that. You've been with us on the flagship show, Southern Sports Central. And uh, mm-hmm. Brandon is actually up there on the Grand Strand kicking off Sports Unlimited. So you're one of the uh, – you're actually the first guest of Sports Unlimited here on Southern Sports Central. So once uh, Brandon gives me the cue that he's in here with us, I'm going to turn you over to him, man. But but I'm going to ask you quickly, 
Uh, first of all, man, how, how amazing is it for you to kick off this class of 22? I believe you are the class of 22, uh, your campaign mm-hmm. over there at Ridgeview with Coach Perry Parks, man. I mean, it feels good, but I say um, in a year, me, me, and, me and my um, friends will be the head of that team. But right now we're preparing to be leaders right now. Got to love it, man. I tell you what, having you guys all on and having big games around you, some of the other big dudes around you, man, of course, you're the defensive guy. You're a linebacker. You're kind of overseeing it all, right? You're overseeing not only uh, the, the the formation, but you're also – are you the guy that when they call in the plays on the sideline, is, is that your responsibility? How does it work from the D.C. getting in that play from the sideline where it looks like you guys are playing a game of charades? Uh, I call in the, the um the calls for the the linebackers and Z line, and then the strong safety has has the DBs. I love it, man. I love it. So let me ask you this question. I know you and I have been doing some camping together as far as uh, Infinity and the Carolina Experience and things like that. Mm-hmm. How, how much has that helped you coming back after this huge pandemic? So I'm telling you, you go from you go from three weeks. To, to now getting in and getting after it uh, in the season, man. How much has that helped you from staying in shape and not having to be like some of your teammates? Let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. Who's got to get in shape, right? Yeah. Um, it helped me a lot. I was um the, the Infinity Camp was, was a big camp for me. It helped me out with just being competitive one-on-one. So I came back to actual practice, and I, I seen a difference. Now, one of the things, of course, that we talk about is you guys at Ridgeview have been a very strong contender in doing what needs to be done in 4A football. This year, you guys are heading up to the 5A love language of uh, what they like to call the Power Five of the state of South Carolina, and you're going to get to go against some of the great ones, man. So uh, you know, what, what's, what's kind of the attitude over there? I know you guys have your own, your own hashtag and, and, and your own theme over there, and I watch uh, some of you guys – Go at it, and I think it's entertaining on social media, of course. And uh, but what's it like, man? You guys are, are kind of the new dance partner here coming in to the season. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the same intensity that that we had it for. It's just different teams, but it's the same kids, really. So we're, we're trying to do the same thing we did last year. Of course, we're live right now with uh, the big man over there. Of course, uh, Michael Mason joining us all the way from Ridgeview. He is, of course, a uh, class of twenty-two plays. On the defensive side of the ball for Perry Parks. Perry Parks, a former Chanticleer. Yeah, he gets after it day in and day out. Quite the golfer your coach is, man. Uh, fun with him. I know that it's all business. Um, or, or when you're just kind of uh, settling back down, uh, you know, I have a little grief about, you know, his ability to not get it all the way on the green or something like that, man. Oh, the, um, my, my fault. It's kind of breaking up. What did you say? I said as far as, uh, you know, I know everybody, you guys are all business, but there's always going to be a little fun there in the uh, clubhouse when you got to get back in and you're you're trying to get back in the grind. How, how much have you guys been getting after your head coach? He's become quite the golfer, by the way. Perry, I know uh, <laughs> Coach Sparks has uh, been getting around and, uh, you know, uh, playing about every uh, golf course in the southeast, man. Do you guys have a little fun <laughs> with him on that? Yeah, I mean, we, we say he can't golf, about say, because none of us have actually seen him golf, so I don't know if he's good or not, but he, he plays it all the time. Well, let me see if I can get Brandon. You with us now, buddy? 
waiting on Brandon to kind of get locked in here with us. He's, of course, uh, the host of the show here. As, uh, he's out there on the Grand Strand trying to put things together. You're listening to the Sports Unlimited's first show here on Southern Sports Central. I'm with you all. of course, uh, the founder of the network here at Southern Sports Central. So, of course, uh, you, you start to kind of look at things, uh, Michael, and you, you, you put all things in perspective, man. Uh, what's some of the things that you've learned? I know yesterday you guys actually went full pads, legs, mm-hmm. shoulders, and head, man. Everything was a full go. Uh, give me kind of a breakdown of the last couple of weeks over there at Ridgeview. So, the first, we, we, we hit it hard with conditioning to make sure we're the, um, the best team out there conditioning-wise. And then this past week, we, it's been physical all day, physically um, all practice. And just trying to get, get the mindset where in, in the game it, it should be easier. So practice should be the hardest part. So, yeah. Live right now with, of course, Mr. Michael Mason. He has been on the show, or at least this uh, network, a few good times. And we've had a chance to watch him ball out at a camp all across the state of South Carolina and the North Carolina. It's been a lot of fun watching this young man continue his grind and continue his mission on getting the opportunity. So it was a couple of weeks ago, you guys, the class of 22 could get some live action from some recruiters, man. Let's talk about recruiting a little bit with you, man. What's it been like as far as um, getting information, getting contacted and uh, you know, uh, was it like Christmas morning uh, as we talked about uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago? It's been good. One of the first schools to um, hit me up was Coastal. So right now I'm trying to build a bond as many coaches um, see where I can end up in, in the future. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start to kind of look at this thing, now tell everybody who's listening your major. What type of major are you looking to get into? Uh, engineering. Um, specifically, a civil engineer. Civil engineer. So would that put you, Clemson would be a good spot for that. Engineering is something they're big at. Of course, Georgia Tech. The ACC seems to have that under control. And I think Auburn is uh, in the SEC is one of those type of schools. Um, you know, when you kind of put things together with it. Is there a top five? Have you, Dad, Mom, and the fam, have y'all sat down and put together a top five as far as uh, getting ready for, you know, trying to minimize but yet maximize the opportunity? Yeah, uh, not right now. It's not top five right now. I only got I have I have top five until probably my senior year. Right now, I'm open to all schools. Just weighing my options. Now, when we start looking back, let's go back to the practice field and, and you start to put things into play. Michael, give me, uh, give me a, a, I guess an overall view an overall view of, of how things are looking right now. Give me some of your key makers, the, the, the quarterback, how's he looking, man, how's the running back looking? Uh, because you're going against, I, I would imagine, team two. Uh, they don't usually let you guys go one against one. Usually it's one, two, and, and two, one. You know, how is it looking over there when it comes down to this? Um, Dre, Dre's looking good. Dre's looking smarter last year, bigger, faster, more physical. Um, the receiver, the receiving core, we added a new piece from um, Louisiana. He's our slot receiver and tight end, so he's pretty good, good addition. And then line, the line has has to rebuild from last year. We lost those pieces, but they they can do it. They're still good. And then the defense, as you know, is doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, defense is pretty strong, man. I am finally back. I can hear you guys now. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, look, I'm going to take off. I'm going to let you guys have that. I know you got another 15 minutes uh, 
Michael, man, thank you so much for joining this show today. You're going to enjoy this guy here. This dude is, is the real deal. He's a solid cat, knows his stuff. Tell dad and mom I said hello. And, uh, hey, Brandon, man, we'll catch up here in a few. Enjoy the rest of the show, my guys. Yep, thank yes, you very much, Richie. The the complications of having to run, I don't know what happened there, but I completely – I could not hear anything unless uh, unless I was in the green room. So that was uh, – uh, not not fun, but we're we're here with Michael Mason from Ridgeview. Um, not sure what you and uh, what you and Richie were talking about already, but you know Ridgeview's moving up from 4A to 5A. Uh, what what's the biggest difference for you between the classes, and do you think realignment gives you a better or worse chance of winning a state championship? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a better or worse. Is this how we come in our mindset? Because really, it's the the same. It's, it's the same um, players, just different schools. So really, we, we just have to come a little harder because it's it, it is it is bigger kids. But you know, I, I feel like we can do it. And you guys came came close last year. Uh, lost to Ren in in the semis last yeah. season, who dropped down to three, which is very weird. It's it's. Uh, you know, how what was your reaction when you found out that they were dropping down while you were were moving up and and how much motivation does it give you now knowing that the team that you lost to last year and won the won the state championship in 4A is now even two classifications below you yeah i, mean, I actually wanted to to play them against Hero Revenge i wanted to play um <laughs> daniel too cuz um daniel moved down 3A too yeah. So, yeah, but um, I mean, it's it, it's too bad, but hey. yeah, yeah, it's it, it definitely um, it, it's definitely going to be a different season this year with so many teams moving, complete reclassification for the twenty 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 one season, uh, and you guys on on the defensive end. You know, you're losing a couple of solid players over in the secondary from last year with Tyson Player and Kamara College. How is the defense rebuilding without them? And is there anything extra that the linebacker core has to do to fill those gaps in the secondary? Yeah, um, the returners from last year are just trying to coach up the the DBs and the, the secondary right now because most of them are juniors and, and um, newcomers. So we're just coaching them up, get them right, um, have them watch film on Tyson and, and Dwight, see what they did in the corners. But the linebackers just have to take a responsibility. D-line has to and just make sure things that don't um, – well, that the play doesn't travel back there a lot unless the pass. <laughs> that, yeah, you guys definitely have to put some pressure on that QB this season to make sure that those DBs and in that secondary is ready to go. And, and another thing that kind of – impacts that even more is the fact that you know you guys weren't able to do any real practicing and just until just this past week you know what what kind of impact do you think that's going to have on the season and what what did you do this summer to keep yourself in shape and game ready oh sorry i couldn't hear you it was on cutting up 
Yeah, um, you know, with the limited practice uh, and the limited preseason this year due to the pandemic and everything, how how much do you think that's going to affect this season? And what were you what did you do this season to this summer to keep in shape and ready to go without official practice? Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to affect it a lot. I mean, it's going to affect the first two games. Things are going to move slow. Going to have a little sloppy play, but um, once all, all the teams reach their stride. Then, then I feel like I'm back to normal. But this summer, I've just been working out in, in the weight room heavy, trying to get bigger for linebacker because I already had the speed. But um, working out, footwork, agility, going to these camps helped me out a lot, doing one-on-one with my teammates during this summer just to stay in um, season mode. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, you're you're definitely going to want to work on uh, getting get, getting make getting to make sure your uh your feet are you know working well and and be able to move properly uh yeah what what one final uh question before before we let you go uh you know do you got do you guys have a scrimmage uh this this weekend sorry we have a scrimmage tomorrow it's um at chester we play chester at nine and then next week we have um dutch sport the 18th yeah so what what are your expectations going to the scrimmage this weekend against Chester and and kind of you know what what do you guys need to do to get yourself fully prepared and say come come the twenty fourth we're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, I um want to do the the, the best for Chester, but I want Chester to expose us, see what what flaws we have right now, and then to put the fix before the first game. And just see what the offense has to prove on, so we can become a, whole, um, a better team as a whole. Yeah, I mean it, it's going to be a great season for you guys. You guys moving up to five A. It's it, it's going to be a lot of fun to to be able to watch you guys. Uh, and I, I I wish the best of luck to Ridgeview. And uh, hey, maybe I'll be seeing you. Uh, Maybe I'll be seeing you later down the road in December over where wherever the state championship ends up getting played. Uh, All right, so good good luck this season again, and uh, hope hope you uh, hope hope you have some fun this weekend with your uh, scrimmage against uh, Chester. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yep, thank you once again. That is what what once again that is Michael Mason from Ridgeview, junior outside linebacker, and uh, yeah, good good luck this season, and and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, good. Luck. We'll we'll take a quick break and uh come right back and we'll have some more uh some more talk, some more high school sports and uh and a lot more fun right here on Sports Unlimited. You're such a sight to see. You're the girl for me. You set 
he was going to sack a quarterback or you knew he was going to track down a running back? What was kind of the one thing that you were known for last year when it came down to uh, your opposing team? Honestly, just disrupting the play, making them have to re, you know, rethink they, whatever they was about to do, like rerouting running backs and stuff like that. Right. Now, of course, uh, you are the class of 21. This is your big year right here. This is your signature season uh, when it comes to putting the final stamp on your career in high school, your chapter coming to a close at the end of the season. But you've done a great job, Antonio, not using this as a crutch, being that corona or COVID-19. You've used it as an opportunity to get out and about where you guys weren't having practices you know, I know Coach Parks really well, and a lot of your other coaches I've got a chance to know through the camping season with Southern Sports Central and all of us here on the network partnered with the Carolina Experience, the Infinity Camps. You were at all of these. I remember the first time I saw you, you're laying on the ground, and I'm thinking, man, this cat is a big dude. This guy, he's a big guy getting stretched out. Uh, you know, how much have you utilized the camps that you've gone to to make you a better, uh, I, I would say, guy coming into this class in, in 2021? Uh, honestly, it was a good learning experience. It it showed me what I need to work on. It showed me what I was good at. It showed me how I was good and, like, what I was messing up on when it came to, like, going against linemen and stuff like that. It helped a lot with technique, with the drills that we did. It was all just a big learning experience. Yeah, right, right hey, now with the biggest Antonio Gaines, he comes in here as a defensive lineman. You heard he's over 300 pounds. He's got the height. He's got the weight. He's got the ability to be playing on a Saturday afternoon. It doesn't matter what conference, what region, what area, what area code. Uh, uh, he's checking in with us, man. How about colleges, man? What type of colleges are you looking at uh, coming into this year? Uh, and how many have you been in contact with uh, since everything's picking back up now with everybody getting out and about? Uh, recently, I've gotten letters and stuff from Coastal, ECU, uh, the uh, Ole Miss coach, he texted me, sent me a graphic. No, sent me all they recruiting there from Elfo. Uh, Ohio sent out that email. So I'm starting to get more messages from different colleges. So recruits starting to pick up a little bit more now. You know, that's the one thing that I think you look at, Antonio, is that, you know, I, I get it that, that it's become quite a, a hard time uh, for you guys to be in contact in some areas. But to me, this is the one time of year that these coaches aren't on the road. They're not out and about because COVID has made them stay home with their families. And, and, and as much as I know they enjoy being around the kids and around their wife and all, they, they also enjoy getting uh, an inbox from an athlete so that they can say, honey, I, I, I can't cut the grass right now for the second time this week. I got to go see Antonio's film. How much film are you sending out to these guys, man? Uh, honestly, I, as I'm scrolling through Twitter, if I see a coach with a huddle link, with a uh, saying post a huddle link, I post one. So I'm sitting out a lot of film right now. Well, see, I yeah, think that's hey. the biggest thing. Go ahead, Brent. I'm going to let you take it from here, man. I know you're back yep. up and running. Yep. Hey, Antonio. Great having you on, on here. Uh, you know, you, Richie was talking about it a little bit before, but you know, I, I was talking to Michael about it earlier as well. What what's the biggest difference you feel uh, between moving up from four A to five A now? Uh, honestly, it I mean it's the same thing. It's just more people. Like 
it's more it's teams with better chance of having better players. So honestly, all you gotta do, all we have to really do is adjust. You know, they're stronger up here, faster up here. You know, it's just more skill that we gotta get used and, to. Yeah, that that skill differential, while not as huge in uh, in some areas, it definitely can get big in others. Uh, you know, you're on the defensive line, and and we we were talking to Michael about it earlier. Uh, but you know the the secondary has lost a couple of players uh, with Tyson Player and Kamara Reynolds Hall moving on. How how is the defense rebuilding without them? And is there any you know does that do, does the defensive lineman think that that puts a little added pressure on them having to get to the quarterback a little quicker? Uh, honestly, not at all. You know, Coach Armstrong and then all the other all the DBs we have, they've been good. They've been working hard. You know, we got a our uh, starting secondary is looking pretty solid. You know, we got AJ Ross on there. We got Aaron Wright, Tyler Dreer, Elijah. I mean, it, we looking pretty solid, but for our DBs. Well, that that's good to hear for uh, Ridgeview fans because you guys had a great. A great season last year. Get getting close, but not quite. Losing to Ren in the semis, uh, who dropped down to three A. It's it's pretty crazy how the realignment has worked. The the four A champions have dropped down a a level. While two of the semifinalists, well, one of the semifinalists with you guys, and then uh, one other semifinalist has also moved on. So only. Only one uh, 4A team left out of those four uh, in the re- in the region or in the semis last year. Uh, you know what? What do you think is going to be the biggest uh, setback this year as a result of everything that has happened and in, in the limited practice? And do you think there's you know is the team ready to go even with even with the uh, limitations on on practicing and everything? Uh yes sir. I think I feel like we're gonna be ready. You know, Coach Park still is good with you know keeping us conditioned, keeping us uh making sure we have all of our skill, make sure we have all our technique down. So I feel like we're gonna be ready. But as a whole, like throughout the season, I feel like at the beginning you're gonna see a lot of teams under conditioned, you know, not ready to really play all four quarters of football. But Coach Park's been doing good with making sure that we're ready for that. Hey, that's that's a great sign. That's a great thing to hear because, like you said, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teams, probably not so much in 5A and 4A, but going down the line as you get into those lower schools and those smaller schools, a lot of those schools, especially the guys that you know aren't necessarily playing to get to the next level, know that this is the end of the road for them. They may not be putting in that work as much as you guys are and may create some mismatches this season. When when it comes to, you know, recruiting and everything, have any teams uh, – uh, do you have any offers from any of the schools that have decided to postpone uh, their season? No, so I haven't picked up any offers yet, you know, just a whole bunch of interest. Still waiting on that first one. Well, hopefully you get it sooner rather than later. Uh, so good good luck to you and uh, 
and hopefully we'll. Uh, I, I'm sure we're we're definitely looking forward to seeing you on the gridiron this year. Um, I know you guys have a uh, have a scrimmage this weekend. What what are you most looking forward to? Getting you know finally being able to get full pads on and everything, and and being able to scrimmage a little bit uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking honestly. I'm just looking forward to see like you know practice is one thing, but being able to see how your team goes against another team, or to see where we're at like on a competitive level. Level. I'm also ready to you know it's it's my first time actually being able to hit another team in forever. So you know I'm ready for that contact again and that feeling. I'm sure that first contact, that first uh, that first hit, will be invigorating for you. That that is for sure. Uh, we've got a, our second guest coming up in just a little bit, but uh, you know, once again, joined with us by a- Antonio Gaines from Ridgeview, defensive lineman. Uh, you you were at a lot of the camps uh this off season uh throughout the area uh did you were there any other players especially you know whether they were o linemen or fellow d linemen uh that really impressed you that uh you know are are gonna be guys to look out for moving forward into the twenty twenty season uh it was a de- uh chase Simmons of course you know he yeah. He's a dog. Uh, it was a younger guy. I think his name Edmund Smalls or something like that. He's he's really impressed me. Uh, my boy Najon Barber, of course, he did. He impressed me. Tyree Burry, Jordan Smith, all them boys, they impressed me. No, it was a lot of good competitions. A lot of people that showed that this season's gonna be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I we we've been talking about it all over here uh over on sports unlimited with with the grand strand stuff uh but yeah the first the fact that you, the first name you mentioned is chase simmons just shows how impressive he's been this this summer this off season and he he's been a lot of fun to watch during the off season in those uh in those showcases and he's definitely going to be a guy to watch out for moving forward into his senior season uh, this year, so I I think uh, I think that's about it. I think uh, we'll we'll let you go and uh, good luck for this season. Good luck for first scrimmage, and we we look forward to talking to you again. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, once again, Antonio Gaines from Ridgeview High, defensive lineman. And uh, a great guy, great, lots of fun having him on and looking forward to a, a fun season uh, throughout uh, throughout the 2020-21 season. It, it, it's great to have football back, especially considering the fact that we didn't know if we were going to have football just a few months ago. So it's a lot of fun having it once again. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back and we may have our next guest by then. Uh, or if not, we'll just talk a little bit more about high school football and everything, anything else that you guys want to talk about. If you guys want to call in, once again, that number three two three seven eight four nine six eight one. 
We'll be right back. Welcome back as we have Khalik Holland on the line for running back from Greenville. Hi, Khalik. How's it going? Khalik, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, now we got you. You got me now? Okay, my bad. I, know. I must press the wrong button. <laughs> That's perfectly okay. fine. So, Cal of Greenville High. First off, uh, do you have any offers on the table yet? Yes, sir. Right now, I just got Campbell University. That's my first oh, offer. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and I got and, it after my sophomore season. Well, that's that's great. That's a that's a lot of good news for you. Uh, going into your junior season, give give uh give everyone your uh your official stat, like your uh height and weight and everything. So. Oh, five, five, ten, one eighty-five. Junior, and I'm trying to go in. I'm trying to this season have at least over two thousand yards. <laughs> well, that was. Well, you know, we certainly hope you get it. And you know, one thing that's going to help you, uh, you know, but you, you've got you don't have as much help over on the uh, offensive line front. Obviously, you've got. Some great guys up front. Uh, Colin Sadler named number two offensive lineman in the nation for your class, according to collegefootballtoday.com. But you did lose uh, one of your top uh, offensive linemen from last year in Baron Franks, uh, which is a big deal for you. 
how how are some of the younger guys who may be picking up the slack from him leaving so far uh you know how how are they handling that pressure and how confident are you in being able to get the holes you need to get those 200 yards or 2000 but first our younger guys they're confident like they train every day as if they was ne- as if they was already in the game they confident each and every day at practice so they all work hard so i'm not I'm not like scared to run behind no linemen because I know all my linemen up front are confident this season. And uh, I'm confident. I'm I'm big confident on my uh, on my uh, getting to a thousand rushing yards this year because of my uh progress last season. I worked out over the summer and got even more better. So I believe I'm gonna get that thousand yard this year. I mean, I got a thousand last year, but you know I want to go for more this year. But all the training I did over the summer is gonna pay off. Well, you know, that that's the key is all that training in the summer and you know, obviously this year it's it's even more crucial because of the limited practice and the limited opportunities that you guys have had to get together and and be become a team. Is do you think that's gonna impact anything at all on, on your end over at Greenville? No, nah, not missing no practice now nah, 'cause everybody been working individual. So uh, everybody been working individual, and everybody when they came to practice that first day, we was really already as if we didn't miss no practice. So I don't think missing no practice is gonna hurt the team. I think we all should just really kill this season, and we got a game tomorrow versus Dormer, so we just gonna see what the progress shows. Well, hey, that that's a big scrimmage over there against Dorman. Uh, you know, going into that one, what what's your expectations? What are you most what are you trying to work on the most and just how, how good is it going to feel to be able to actually get in full pads and, and get some football going? It's going to feel too good. I don't miss football for a long time <laughs> since the Corona came. So it's going to feel great to be out there with my brothers to kill again. But my mindset is just really just to do my part and go out there and kill. And even, and even though it's a scrimmage, we're going to take it as if it's a game, you know, still want to get the dub. But my part is to go out there and just do my part and, you know, Help impact the offense, help them do good. And if I have to play a little defense, help the defense out too. I had to play a little free safety this year. <laughs> hey, dual dual threat guy, go go big or go home. That's that's what they always <laughs> say. Uh, sure. you know, and and like you mentioned, going and and coaches, players talk about it all the time. Whether it's a practice, whether it's scrimmage. Or whether it's you know state championship, you gotta play it with that same intensity, and you gotta take take advantage of all those opportunities that you got. Uh, you know, on on the same level, you know, when it comes to you know, you lost a few pieces, but you've got a great quarterback, a great dual threat quarterback over there with Andre Goodman. Uh, how much how much does that help take that pressure off of you, knowing that you've got a guy that can pass it, can throw it, or can pass it, can run it, uh, that, you know, you have all those weapons around you where you're not just the, the only guy that can make a play. It's really it's really not just me help out. You really have out the whole offense by doing that because it, uh, it makes the defense worry because they never know when you're going to run the ball, when he's going to drop back, or if he do drop back, is he going to drop back and then hit, run up the hole? And if he do run up the hole, is he going to – Stop, you know, throw it real quick before you run. So it confused the defense, which helps helps me out a lot. And it also takes take, can give me a break from running the ball a lot when I know we can just do like an option. He can just come around the corner and run and get us yardage and get get the play going. 
So it really helped me out a lot. It helped me and the offense out. Yeah, have, having those types of weapons, you see it throughout. You see it in college. You see it in the pros even now. Uh, the, having that dual threat option and, and having as many options as possible on the field certainly helps an offense uh, be as productive as possible. Uh, last season, you lost to eventual state champion Wren in the quarterfinals. Uh, what, what was your reaction when when you found out that they were dropping down a level? It kind of shocked me. You know? I actually, I actually thought I wasn't playing. I wanted, I thought they was gonna say in four. What were they in last year? Was it four? Were they in four with us last year? Yeah. Yeah, four. Yeah, I actually wanted them saying four because I I kind of really wanted that rematch. Like, that was, I really I really wanted that game, but you know they gave us Mullen, but that's a big game too. But I kind of really wanted that rematch. It was it shocked me though when they dropped down. So you know they just won state, so you wouldn't think they'll go down. You really think they go up with anything because they had one of the top offenses last year, in my opinion, that we played against. So it kind of did shock me. Well, you're, Greenville's going to be the only team that's left uh, out of those four teams that made it to the sem- the upper state semis last year with uh, with Ren dropping down to three A. You also have uh, you you have. Um, <laughs> You have Ridgeview that moved up to 5A, and then oh, you also have Daniel that moved down to 3A. Does that make you guys oh. feel like you're the uh, that that you're the favorite for uh, the upper upper state this year? I mean, either either way, we really felt that way. But yeah, it do kind of give us a better chance to get there and get all the way to state. It does give us a better chance to get there, and it it feels. I mean, I kind of wanted that competition, you know, just to get better, but. It, it's good that they uh, move down. Hopefully, they they go down there and do their thing. But we're gonna stand for it and just do our thing, even if they were there or if they wasn't. What? What, what would you say? Can you hear me? Oh, I think yeah, uh, I we got, we've got someone else on on the line as well, uh, joining oh. us uh, in in just a bit. So uh, so we'll. Yeah. So we'll uh we'll have them joining in just a bit. Uh I think that's uh Stacy Huff from uh WHC joining us. Uh but uh you know what what would you say is your biggest what would you say is the thing that you wanna work on the most this season? Mm, probably my elusiveness and uh Breakaway speed, because I'm fast, but, you know, it's that top gear speed that I want to get to that when I get when I see that crease that when I hit it, I know nobody can't catch me. <laughs> so, yeah, probably my looseness and my speed. But I do track this year, but, you know, track got cut short because Corona. But, you know, when it mm-hmm. comes back, I'll be back on that. I'll be back on that for sure. That'll, that, that definitely helps with the speed factor, having to run track and everything. Uh, yes, you know, you, you brought up track, and, and you brought up the fact that things were cut short. Um, you know, what, what did you have to do to kind of get yourself and and what were your thoughts? Did you expect us to have a season or what were your thoughts, you know, as things kind of broke down and, and everything was, you know, happening, were you thinking, oh, what, you know, is this going to affect football? I kind of wasn't, uh, for sure. I was just gonna keep grinding until they made a decision, which I'm hope, which I'm glad they, I'm glad they made the decision for us to play this year, 
but when it was when it wasn't uh, no practice, all I did was really train. And my uh, high school coach, the track coach, he just helped me speed and condition over the summer. And then I go to uh, Velocity in Greenville and just go train and work out. Yeah, I mean, you know, great, great job on you to to make sure you stayed stayed focused, stayed uh, stayed you know re- game ready, and and that's definitely gonna help. Greenville a lot this season, uh, you know, as, as you guys get into the 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 grind of the regular season. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, we we've been you know we've been talking about it a bunch when it comes to you know expectations and everything um how how's the locker room uh feeling go, going into the season are they you know are are they ready to go are they you know fired up oh yeah everybody ready and booted up See, like i said the corona it set everything back so everybody's been eager to get on the field and just hit something you know play with play with play with each other and lead the state really go all the way to state really especially for the senior class that we got this year they eager to really go to state, you know, and end their last year off good before they go to college. So the locker room have been good. They're all ready to play, especially tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, once again, good good luck to you uh, tomorrow for first scrimmage of the season against Dorman, which is going to be a very uh, a very fun matchup. Uh, yeah. That's going to be, you know. Five, two, two of the top teams, 5A and 4A, up in the upstate. Uh, so that that's going to be a lot of fun. Dorman, also known as a uh, basketball school, but still very good on the gridiron as well. What? What was that? But they basically a college up there, really. The campus is huge. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, they uh, they they find ways to win no matter what. That is for sure. Uh, yeah. so, um, you know, once again, good, good luck to you. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you on the field, uh, very shortly. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me. Yep. Of course. So once again, that was Kualik or Kalik Harris. Or Kelly Carroll Hollins. Wow, I'm I'm all messed up. <laughs> long, long long day today. Long day. Lots lots of issues yeah, that we've no, got. Kind of early. Uh, so yeah. Once again, thanks for joining us, and uh, and we look forward to seeing you on on the field soon. So once again, Kelly Holland out of Ridgeview, and we have another person online. Uh, Hey, this, you're on Sports Unlimited. How's it going? Hello. I'm not sure. That that may actually be. Uh, no, I'm with that, you, buddy. I got you here. Oh, so, okay. So okay. first of all, I, I thought old boy did a great job with you up there in Greenville, man. I, I've been blessed enough. To have uh, Kalik Holland, uh, a big-time running back, uh, you know, this kid is the class of 22 out of Greensville. And, and the one game that, that, that he didn't mention that I know they've got circled, and it's, uh, it's a team called Malden. And here's what COVID-19 has done. It, it, it brought a bunch of dudes together that in a, a regular reason or season, it wouldn't be that way. 
And what I mean by that is they're all going camping in Atlanta. They're going to Ben Limpin in Columbia. Or they're heading to Charlotte, which is where, of course, two different camps happened uh, this past summer. Of course, uh, Ben Lippin and in Atlanta was the Infinity guys. And then over in Charlotte was the uh, Carolina Experience guys. And I know there were a few other camps out there. I don't want to, you know, not at least mention that there are other camps that these guys had gone to. One, I think, in Myrtle Beach. One, I think, in, in Spartanburg. But nevertheless, uh, it's about the kids, and these kids got a chance to, to to know, get to know other players in other places. And it's almost one thing that I miss about high school football, and because they start school before Labor Day, it, it took away a lot of camps. A lot of those get on a bus, get out of town for a couple of days, get to know your, your guy. And it, remind, it reminds me of the greatest football movie to me, Brandon of all times is remember the Titans where these guys get on the bus and when they came back, they knew each other like they had been brothers their whole life. That's mm-hmm. what these camps are allowing these young men to do and what it did for a Malden community and a Greenville community, very rich athletic communities in the upstate of South Carolina up there in that, uh, up there in that peninsula up in the corner of the state is it got a little trash talking, but healthy. And there's nothing wrong with that in between the lines. Hey, let's have a little bit of food. They dabbed it up, and they went on about their business. Now, fortunately for social media, it continues. So I can promise you on the 17th day of October, if you're in the upstate of South Carolina, you need to be finding a way to get a ticket to that game, and that is Greenville-Malden, because that's going to be a big one. Uh, you know, and, and, and listening to uh, you and I were talking last night after um, after the show last night, as V did with the South Carolina High School Blitz, getting you ready for your show here today. And um, you were like, well, I wonder who's going to do scrimmages. Well, man, we just found out three or four scrimmages. Yep. And I tell you what, Greenville and Dorman, man, I hope, I, I'd like to get him back in the show with me. I know you as well next week to find out how that game went because that's, that's almost uh, – that's right up there with, uh, I feel like, Sumter and Fort Dorchester. Those are, that's a pretty good matchup. And then I want to see what's going on with Ridgeview and uh, Ducks Fort. Man, I mean, you know what, Perry Parks, kudos to you, brother, for going after competition and not waiting to see if you're playing later in the season. And, and that's going to really gonna, you know, separate the, the men from the boys, this, especially this season of the teams that said we're going to go up a level or we're going to find the top-notch schools in our area that we can play and so for scrimmages so that we get ready uh, for the season. And since I know we had some uh, issues earlier, let, let's talk about uh, Fort Dorchester against, uh, at, uh, against Sumter. Uh, you know, I, I've been talking about Sumter a lot. I mentioned when I was on your show a couple of weeks ago that they are probably the team to beat over in Region 6. What What are yeah. your expectations tomorrow? Well, I want to see what the quarterback for Sumter does. He's been on the show with me over on, the, uh, on Southern Sports Central a couple times. And he is a very big kid who I think is going to have a very big future. I know there's a lot of schools that are looking at him. Uh, the opportunities are there. I know they've always got dudes and dogs all over the field. But I know everybody also is looking at Justice Boone. This kid's committed to Florida. You know, he came on the show uh, about a month and a so ago, talked about his, 
his his opportunity and what it meant for him for Carlos Dunlap, former Fort Dorchester, by the way, uh, big-time football player that went to Florida and now is playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, how he reached out position, same state, or could do the same thing. And I thought that right there showed so much energy from a guy who just took a moment to, to reach out to him, and, and that became national news. Uh, but I look to see what he's going to do. I know on the other side of justice, there's another young man. I need to research that a little bit before I, I throw out a name. But uh, I hear he's as good. Now, you know, I, I, that that's speaking volumes of this kid because Justice Boone's the real deal. I mean, you know, he can go anywhere he wants in the country, and he's going to go play for Dan Mullen down there in the swamp. So, you know, at, at right now at least, um, you know, that's a huge thing. You know, but to see what this young man and how all of these guys do, and uh, like I mentioned early in hour one with you, is that Sumter's never, ever been – it doesn't. It just seemed like they'd never been that really down. Maybe not won a state championship, but Sumter football's legit. You know, I mean, you, you think about lower Richland, uh, Richland Northeast, excuse me, with basketball, you know, that is what football is to a school like Sumter. You know, they're known for the football. Uh, you know, you, you start to kind of look at certain schools that have certain flagships of their sports. And, and I'm just kind of curious to see. Now, again – you're not going to see the big guys doing big things on a long period of time. They can't afford for these kids to get hurt, pull hamstrings, pull growing. Yeah, the injury is, is definitely going to be on the forefront because, again, we are taking what is an eight-week program and crunching it into two to three weeks. Now, Berkeley County charter schools have all been a little bit more blessed than the rest because they started practicing months and uh, at least over a month or so ago. So they're not on the same playing field. And, and some will say, well, well, Rich, wait a minute. They, they haven't had pads on. Well, let me tell you something. You cannot tell me there's not been a lot of that growth happening within the means of the lines of just having guys around each other. You know, there's a lot to be said about that right there. Along oh, yeah. So for me, yeah, you, you know, you, you get an upper hand, uh, Brandon, even just being – even if you could just go to the weight room and work out together with your coaches, by the way. Yeah, that speaks volumes, and, and, and you're, I get socially distanced, but you're still standing, staring, and working with your brother who is going to be that guy you're going to count on come the fall. Yeah, you, you talked about it right there, you know, that camaraderie that you get by just being in the in the same building with your teammates and being able to talk to them and, you know, uh, you know grow that bond. Uh, that's, that's definitely going to help teams. And, and, you know, do you think that, because that was one thing as we were in, you know, July, you know, June and July, well, especially in July when, when things were very uncertain and a lot of people were talking about, you know, oh, uh, will the potential be there for competitive advantage as a result of, you know, because, you know, like you said, some school districts did shut down the practice, the practices and the conditioning altogether, uh, right. even when, when it was optional. Uh, a lot, you know, there were a few school districts that completely shut it down for a while. Do you think there is that potential of a competitive advantage this year, or do you think everything will kind of even out after a while? Yeah, you know, here's my thing. So I can speak on behalf of the school that I get a chance to, to, to partner with and do what I do on, on my Friday nights, and that's in Dorchester County, too. Dorchester County, too, literally just started practice two weeks ago. 
okay, weren't even allowed to be on the same grounds, weren't allowed to be within their arm reach. Well, other places, uh, the week or two before that, were allowed to go into 1.5 again, right? So, so you, you understand that for the bigger schools, I, I think that you have a bigger advantage because you're going to have more athletes to choose from. Where I think this is going to become an issue is where you're going to get into the 3-2-1, and that's the classifications in the state of South Carolina, that these guys are, are going to struggle not having the numbers that they can pull in and, and they can use for, say, the next man up method. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes down to that, I, I think that's kind of where you look at. So for me, it's, uh, um, you know, it, it's honestly a, um, a, a more advantage for the upper guys, not the Somervilles, the Ashley Ridge, the West Ashleys. Those guys, yeah, they're going to have some, some, some things to work through, Brandon, but they're at least going to have higher numbers to go to the second, third guy who, by the way, I mean, you know, some of these schools are, are as deep in the second position as, uh, as as some schools are maybe in third and fourth. Oh, yeah, De- definitely, definitely. And and like, like you said right there, this is definitely going to have a – a progressive um, effect on programs according to their classification. So the 5A and 4A teams, yeah, they may get affected a little bit, but these guys, most of them live and breathe football. So they're doing practices. They're going to these camps. They're doing everything they can to be in shape once the season starts regardless. Whereas right. a lot of these guys in 3A, 2A, 1A, uh, you know, they're just, they're essentially just, you know, the traditional what you think of as student athletes. They are just students who happen to be athletes. Yeah, they work out. Right. Yeah, they, they do what they need to do. But that is not their entire life. So right. it's going to have a much bigger effect for those schools having a kid that comes in, you know, basically not doing anything for three or four months instead of only one or two. Right. So and I know and, we're uh, in between breaks, but let's let's do this. Let's go ahead and bring in Stacy Huff. And uh for you guys who don't know, Stacy Huff of course uh is a big time contributor and shows a lot of love in the Midlands uh for Southern Sports Central and their network here as well. And uh, he is also he is also part of a big broadcast there on Friday nights with Mike Uva. Him and Mike, of course, uh, bring you the Watch Fox Friday Night Rivals up in Columbia. On the golf course, we are coming to you live with Stacey Huff. What's up, big man? <laughs> hey, how y'all guys doing, man? Good to hear you this morning, man. Glad to be a part of the show. Um, hey, man. Yeah, do what we can to get in here. Go ahead. I'm going to yeah. let you handle it, Brandon. Yep. Yeah, great, great to have you, Stacey. Uh, First off, uh, since you're on the golf course, how's your game going today? Oh, man, I'm just about to tee off. I hadn't teed off yet. I'm trying to get you guys in before we hit the box. Me and my uh, boyfriend, okay. man, I haven't been playing well lately. I'm not a great golfer, <laughs> but I'm out here for fun and fellowship. Of course. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things uh, to look forward to out there uh, this season over in Columbia. What are some of the big, uh, what are some of the big scrimmages that are – uh, happening this weekend that are look are thing are games to look forward to this this uh, tomorrow. 
Well, I, well, you know, as far as the scrimmages, I think Ridgeview has up in Chester or Upstate or somewhere like that. But I'm, I'm, I want to yeah. talk about my game tonight. We have on Watch Fox uh, Digital uh, Channel 57.2. It's on Spectrum 1250 here in the Midlands. Also on the Watch.com um, website and on Watch Fox app. Also on the Steer app, which is Stadium. Uh, we have Cardinal Newman High School uh, here in, in Northeast Columbia hosting the Heathwood Hall uh, Episcopal School Highlanders. We saw Heathwood Hall last week. In the game, they defeated Ben Lippin 23 to seven, uh, and Eastwood Hall features the Porter brothers, Rondarius and Ronnie. Rondarius is a junior, um, two-time All-State. He has uh, some D1 offers. I know Presbyterian has offered some other schools, smaller D1s, but he'll get more interest. The seniors, the running back, his brother Ronnie. Ronnie's six one and a half, two twenty, and he's getting interest to play on Saturdays as well. So, um, and then Shane Monsanto for Cardinal Newman is a, is a big kid. That also was part of that state basketball championship in Skiza for Cardinal Newman last year. Shane Monsanto is about uh, about six two, two thirty five. So that's the matchup we have on our airwaves tonight, and we're looking forward to it. We're doing three Skiza games on our watch schedule, and then after that, starting September twenty fifth, we'll begin uh, our, our schedule of public schools. And that first game will be AC Floor versus Westwood. And following that, we'll have uh, Spring Valley and Ridgeview, which is going to be a big 5A battle. Yeah, both of those two uh, public school games to start off the season are definitely going to be fun games to watch. And like you mentioned, the private schools playing already. Uh, any any schools that have caught your eye on the private school level that you know some some people may have kind of overlooked that have really played well thus far? Well, I think he would have a chance to be pretty good, man. They got a kid, a young man that uh, transferred over from from Lugolf Elgin at uh, Josh Gary uh, at wide receiver and defensive back. He's a he's a, a comer. Uh, he's a kid that's a late bloomer, and I think not having a big summer camp schedule is going to hurt him a little bit in the recruiting. But he, of course, and those Porter brothers, and of course the coach's son over there, um, Alex Lewis, Danny Lewis's son. Heathwood Hall has a pretty good chance to be a surprise team. You know, everybody knows about Hammond. They're going to be a juggernaut as well. They just reload. But I think uh, as far as the schools down here, and Augusta Christian also put the hammer down on Carter Newman last week uh, by a good margin as well, uh, 50 to 6. So Augusta Christian may be a team to watch, but definitely Heathwood Hall. I like the way they're looking right now um, after only one week, though, so still early. Yeah, still very early, still only a couple of – only two weeks into the season uh, on the private school le- level. Uh, you know, there there have been – some some issues here and there a few games uh canceled as a result of some some positive tests but all in all uh you know so far you know with with everything that's been going on has there really been much of an impact on on the play on the field with with the limited practice or have you not really seen well, much, well, much well early season haven't done this haven't done this about 20 years early season is always right with penalties and cramps anyway it's a cramp fest mm-hmm. and a penalty fest because of early season so i saw that last week um i don't know how much you know more that has been added but i, I can't help but think it has to you know of course practice a uh, perfect practice makes perfect and reps are important in every sport so i'm sure it's affecting some and i think for some maybe the stamina and the conditioning is showing up a little bit i did notice uh, the two teams last week ben lippin and Hillswood hall it was a humid night and both teams you know played a lot of kids both ways so i saw fatigue definitely sit in but then in the third and fourth quarters in that ball game, I think I'll see more of that tonight with Carter Newman and, uh, and Heathwood Hall. Uh, hey, man, my foursome's giving me the stink eye. I got to tee off. Um, I appreciate you letting me spend some time with you, my guy. Yep. Hopefully I can do it again next time. I have a little more time, but uh, you're doing a great job. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for joining us for that little time that you had before you tee off, and good, good luck with your golf game today. Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Yep. Talk to you later.
So once again, now, Brandon, that was, here, uh, hey, the cool thing with him, Brandon, is that um, he, he actually him and Mike Uva, they're both uh, Mike Uva is one of the sportscaster guys over there at Watch Fox. Yeah. Uh, he comes on the show. I'm going to get him in here with you as well. Of course, uh, uh, Stacy Huff is uh, a guy that uh, does all the Friday night lights up there. I think uh, they're sponsored by uh, Sonic. I, I hope I'm right there. Uh, nevertheless, uh, they do a phenomenal job. But they did it from a roof, from a roof over at a private school on Friday night. They were talking about the heat that was coming off the building. And, uh, again, we, we talk about the changes for the players and the changes for the fans and the changes for the cheerleaders because they have those guys uh, and girls in the end zone, by the way. They don't have them on sidelines like they normally do uh, where there's room. But there's also changes for guys like me and you. Now, I'm blessed. Oh, yeah. I already know where, at least at, 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 at Fort Dorchester, I know where I'm going to be put in a box. And I'm sure you know you got a good spot where you well, are. But uh, I'll, I'll be finding out about that tomorrow. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, uh, Ian Guerin was mentioning it. Uh, I, I forget if he I, – I we, yeah, we were uh, on Twitter. And he said, you know, they're 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 going to try to socially distance all of the media guys as much as they can, and it's going to, you know, it may not affect, you know, the bigger schools that have big press boxes that can fit everyone, but for a lot of the smaller schools that still get some decent coverage, this a lot a lot of guys are going to be forced out in onto the bleachers. So it's it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting season, that's for sure. Uh, you know, but yeah, once again, it was great having Stacy on. Uh, you know, he mentioned a lot of different, uh, a lot of different schools. Mentioned some some private school stuff, which we don't normally cover too much because you and I both are uh, are covering public schools, so you know, most more so focus on the public schools, but you know. The private schools have been playing for the last couple of weeks. Have had some issues with a few games being canceled, and that's happened in other sports as well. I know North Merrill Beach uh, had one of their volleyball games get canceled last week as a result of some positive tests, and that that's going to happen. It's going to be just it's just going to be something that teams are going to have to deal with and handle. Basically, the way I look at it, and and uh, Ian Garen mentioned it on on Twitter a while back, it's basically going to be like how hurricane season affects the football season, where you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if the hurricane's going to come in and knock out a week of play, and you just kind of have to move on and move forward and just. You know, if you don't play your full slate of games, it's going to have a much bigger impact this season since you're only playing seven games. But it's still going to be something that teams are just going to have to understand it's happening and and figure out ways around it. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of change. Yeah, there's there's definitely going to be a lot of changes. We we went a little over with with Stacy because we we got him on and and we were just talking. But let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with some you know some final thoughts. Talk talk a little more about stuff and just kind of Richie and I'll just talk about some different things that we're we're thinking about and what we're looking forward to on the season. 
uh, right here on Sports Unlimited. And once again, if you want to call in and, and talk some sports, whether it's pro, college, high school, what have you, uh, call in 323-784-9681. We'll be right back. Welcome back as we've got about 45 minutes left on the show and we've got still a bunch of stuff to talk about. We've been talking a little national news, a little local news, lots of guests, lots of fun stuff going on. And once again, if you want to get involved in all the fun, call on in 323-784-9681 and still have Richie with me and you know, the, like I mentioned earlier, you know, the the fact that we get so many, we get all of this sports out after, you know, missing out on sports for so many months. It's a great time to be a sports fan. Lots of fun, lots of excitement on all levels. Uh, and it's gonna, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a fun ride. And the NFL started uh, last night uh, with the Chiefs and Texans playing. 
Chiefs won that one. They look to be absolutely dominant. Uh, they 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 are definitely ready to continue their run and and make make another run for a repeat Super Bowl championship. Uh, a few other NFL notes. Uh, the NFL announced uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, that they'll have end racism and it takes all of us in every end zone this season. I didn't even really notice it. I think they have it in the back of the end zone uh, last night when I was watching. And like I said last week on, on the show, good, great message, right thing to do. Uh, just hoping it'll have an effect and not the league preaching to the choir essentially now with uh with with some fans tuning out as a result of everything that's been going on uh with the NFL, NBA, MLB all standing up uh and saying no more. Uh one you know kind of kind of uh you know what's the word I'm looking for? Not not a very good look for the NFL, let's just put it that way. Uh, Kirk Cousins, in an er- interview uh, a couple of, like, I think about a month or so ago, when he was asked about the coronavirus and, and how he feels going back to play, said, if I die, I die. And he tried to clarify it in a video once it came out, said he's still following the protocols and all of that. But to me, it just seems like it was too little too late. And it seems to me as though the only reason why he's following the protocols right now is so that he can play and so that he doesn't necessarily get, you know, get suspended or get uh, get fined or whatnot. So not a very good look for him. Hopefully he learned uh, his lesson, but definitely not the message you want to be sending as the NFL. And it's not, it's not just about individuals. We were talking about it earlier. It's, it's having to, you know, it's spreading it to innocent family members and others who probably don't want to die that don't have that same mentality and, you know, I mentioned it earlier and, and I said, you know, I, I said that at this point, I, I was saying, you know, a few weeks ago, I was saying, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride because of the uncertainty. Of buckle up, it's going to be a fun ride in terms of football. But un- unfortunately, it seems as this is the path we're going to take with a lot of people, unfortunately say, you know, not really caring about the virus anymore and just saying whatever happens, happens. And, you know, if I get it, I get it. So those of us who understand that it's still out there are are definitely going to take the proper precautions. But, you know, it, it, se- you know, it seems like everything's uh, moving on. And, uh, you know, as long, as long as it's done safe, I I think it's definitely possible. But, you know, right now it's, it's still uncertain, especially, you know, I, I, I was talking about it uh, with Stacy, you know, them, uh, you know, teams, uh, teams having to drop out as a result, or I was talking to Richie about it and, and, you know, where, you know, teams have had to drop out and games have had to be canceled as a result of, 
players getting uh, getting positive tests, and you know that it, it, it's something that yes, you're just gonna have to kind of understand it. It comes with the territory now, but at the same time, it's something that you know. And, and what's bad, and we'll talk about it in just a little bit. What's bad too is that some teams and and some I I'm pretty sure the NFL is is going to be like this probably who knows we'll see what happens but some college teams even if they're getting positive tests they're still practicing they're still planning on playing games even with those positive tests uh so not not a good sign you know I'll I'll actually mention those right now you know four ste- four Texas state players uh, were forced to miss the first game, uh, you know, due due to contact tracing, uh, including their starting quarterback. But my question is, why were they even playing in the first place? You don't know for sure with uh, with how fast it travels and everything. You don't know for sure whether or not uh, they're um, you know they're gonna be safe. They're gonna be uh secure uh or you know you you don't know for sure with how quickly it travels if players that may have either been asymptomatic or even negative at one point when you first take the test you don't know if they're gonna end up testing positive the next day and by then it's too late by then you're already in in the city that you're going to and all of that. So, you know, while it looks, while it looks like everything's moving on, uh, you know, as need be, it, it seems like things are still very, very uncertain, very, you know, it, it it's going to be a wild ride on so many different levels this season. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be fun these next couple of weeks, obviously, with with so many sports going on. But at the same time, by the same token, it's also going to be a very uncertain time because you don't know when something is going to happen that's going to cause, you know, so, you know, one thing or another to to stop a game or postpone or or what have you. Uh, a few other. Uh, a few other NFL notes before we move on and talk a little college uh, before we wrap things up. Uh, Leonard Fournette signed with Tampa Bay, and, and I kind of called this. I, I, I wrote an article for Clutch Point on you know where Fournette should land, and one of the places that I said was Tampa Bay because they needed a running game. They, they needed a running game to give Tom Brady some protection, uh, because without a solid running game, without that guy that Brady can hand the ball off to, that can be a legitimate threat. Defenses, you know, Brady is not a a mobile quarterback. He has never been a mobile quarterback, but especially now in his older age, he's he's not going to move out of the pocket. So if you did not have a running game in Tampa Bay, defense would. Defenses would just blitz every single time. Yes, he, yes, he probably would get a few t- checkdowns, 
that that would be successful. But outside of that, it would be a it would be a disaster in Tampa. You know, they they'd still probably make the playoffs. I I probably still would have put them in there, but Fournette definitely helps them. Uh, definitely helps them build on that offense and definitely gives them more options. Uh, Josh Rosen also signed with Tampa for the practice squad. Kind of surprised that he's only on the practice squad instead of the main roster because their backups aren't exactly very good right now. Uh, I thought Rosen would be better than all of their current backups. Uh, but this may be a way to train him. I still think that Rosen has something that he can do in in the NFL. He he got kind of a bad deal in Atlanta uh, and definitely got a bad deal in Miami. Uh, so I think he could potentially still be a starter, and this could be a way of them – allowing him to train and and see what Tom Brady does, be able to see a quarterback every week and basically train him and raise him to be the heir apparent of Brady once he retires, which, you know, who who knows when that'll be. Who who knows when that'll be. But it that could potentially be what Tampa Bay has in mind right now. Uh, Cam Newton was named week one starter for the Patriots. Not at all surprised considering how Bill Belichick has been praising him throughout training camp. Uh, He had, you know, he was having a great preseason, well, training camp. Uh, and not at all surprised. A lot of people were thinking that, uh, you know, that he would not start the first game. Uh, but I kind of had a feeling as long as he stayed healthy and as long as he could show that maybe he's not necessarily the quarterback he was five years ago but he's still a solid NFL caliber quarterback uh, that he, he could certainly be a legitimate threat within the NFL. And and he's going to look to prove it, that it's going to give him a lot of motivation coming in and, and basically looking to, even though he's a completely different quarterback than Tom Brady, he's a completely different style, completely different mindset, all of that. The comparisons, as soon as the season starts, comparisons are going to start coming between him and Brady. And so he's going to be some, he's going to really have to focus on not having to worry about that. Not having to worry about the oh, you're not as good as Tom Brady, or you're you're not you know you're not fit to be the quarterback of the New England Patriots. And if if he can do that, if he can 
stay within his head and, and not let those voices get in, even if he makes some mistakes, I think he could definitely be successful in, in New England. And like I said before, when I did my predictions, do I think that the Patriots are going to make it to the Super Bowl and have this big run? Probably not. It It's probably not going to be an automatic thing with them. But do they have the pieces around them to build another dynasty? Absolutely. And it's all it, it's all just a matter of I think as long how how long how much longer Bill Belichick stays stays in New England that will determine to me whether he would uh, where he would stay uh, at as a as a productive. Uh, fit. Uh, a few final uh, NFL notes. Adrian Peterson was released by Washington, but then proceeded to sign with the Lions. Uh, you know, he's been a player. He's been one of those players that, uh, like a Tom Brady, like a Drew Brees, and he, it's even more impressive as with him being a running back that he's been able to stay in the league for so long and has been able to stay productive in the league for so long that he's, you know, he is the iron man for running backs essentially. And it's good to see him still getting an opportunity. And I think Especially with that sort of chip on his shoulder of getting released by Washington, he's going to be coming into this season gunning and saying, I can still play at that high level in the NFL. So he's going to be someone that's going to be fun to watch this season in Detroit. Lions, not exactly the greatest team in the world, but still should be fun to watch. Uh, Jadavian Clowney signed with the Titans. He finally comes to a close. This should help the Titans try to get over that hump and and get into the Super Bowl. Do I think they're like I said? I don't think they're going to get there yet. I just I'm not I'm not quite sold on on the Titans as being a legitimate threat. Uh, but you know they, they they've done stranger things. They beat New England last year, uh. So you know they've been a team that has been on the rise over the last couple of years, and they they're going to be a fun team to watch whether or not they they make it uh to the to the Super Bowl or not. Uh, but and Jadavian Clowney will definitely help them out. DeAndre Hopkins uh, got paid big this week, becoming the highest paid non quarterback ever with the Cardinals. And that trade that the Cardinals made to get Hopkins is becoming bigger and bigger. Hopkins being on the cards this year makes makes them a legitimate threat in the West. But like with the Titans, with them making the Super Bowl, probably not there yet. Uh, but Houston, and and we saw it last night. You know, Watkins or Watson struggled a little bit without those 
offensive without Hopkins on the field, without having that big time receiver. Uh, but you know they the tight or the Texans rather, uh, they're still going to be a good team. It's just whether or not they're as good as as they can be it is still yet to be yet to be determined uh but the cardinals they're definitely a team to be reckoned with in, in the west i don't think they're quite there yet uh but they're definitely a team on the rise i think Fitzgerald is certainly hoping that them rising is sooner rather than later because he said in an interview uh yesterday that he he wants to win a Super Bowl championship before he retires and he said the only reason why he's still in the league is because he hasn't gotten that ring yet and as soon as he gets that ring he's going to pull a Peyton Manning and ride off into the sunset as a champion uh, whether or not he's going to be able to do it is a big question is a big if but is it possible for the Cardinals to get that good? Yeah, potentially. I'm not sure if I'm completely 100% sold on Kyler Murray yet. But, uh, but you know, the, the potential is there. It's going to be tricky because the A- NFC West, like I mentioned before, is probably the strong division in the NFL right now. You've got three legitimate playoff contenders in Seattle, San Francisco, and the Rams. And then you have the Cardinals who are on the rise. I think the Cardinals will still probably be last in that division. Like I said before, I had three three NFC West teams making it to the playoffs. Everyone excluding the uh, Cardinals. You had the Seahawks weighing the West. 49ers and Rams making it in the wild card, which is still weird to me, by the way, to say that there are three wild card teams. I, I don't, I don't think I like it. I, I don't like it. I understand expansion and all of that, but I, I just, I don't like it. But so the, the Cardinals aren't quite there yet. They're probably going to be last in the West, but they're a team on the rise, and. If Fitzgerald can hold out for a few more years, I think they could have a shot. Like I said, I'm not 100% sold yet on Kyler Murray. He struggled last year at times. But do I think he has the potential of being a legitimate threat and and a re, and a top-notch starter in the NFL? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But whether or not it happens is, is is the much bigger question is whether or not he's able to build himself up from from that level uh where he's at right now and make himself elite one final NFL note and then we'll take a quick break and then final uh rundowns Jalen Ramsey signed a five-year, $105 million extension, largest cornerback contract in the NF, in NFL history. So two largest contracts, well, you know, two largest contracts 
in NFL history player-wise just this past season or just this past week. And then obviously you had Patrick Mahomes who signed his contract. That was the largest overall as well as for a quarterback. And it's crazy how many guys are getting paid right now. You know, back in back in March, well, back in April and, and May when, when free agency started, a lot of people were speculating, okay, how how good is the market going to be because of the pandemic and everything and the uncertainty of whether a season was going to happen? Obviously, you know, that affected Jadavian Clowney. Because he didn't he didn't get the money that he originally wanted, but he but in terms of extensions, players immensely, and I think part of that is is teams trying to lock up guys under the current cap rules before what a lot of people have been speculating is that the cap will be reduced next season due to the financial losses within the NFL with limited fans, limited capacity, limited, et cetera. Uh, so it might, I think it's teams trying to get these guys under contract with the current cap rules before they change. But the, the question that I have is how these deals Unless they're unless they're uh, un- unless they're built in a certain way to not have this affect them, is assuming that the cap does drop next year, how would this affect it? Considering the fact that you know, I- I'm assuming that the players under contract would still go against the cap. So these big contracts would still go against that new cap requirement, which would mean that I have a feeling we're going to see a lot fewer moves next season and maybe for the next two seasons following this one as a result of that reduced cap. So, you know, lots of fun stuff uh, when it comes to the NFL. Um, lots of good things coming ahead, uh, for, for the National Football League and, you know, lots of fun, lots of fun going on throughout the, uh, the NFL or throughout the sports world right now. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, you've got all four sports going on right now. You've got. You know, high school football scrimmages starting tomorrow. You've got college football going on. Uh, you know, Miami. Miami played last night against UAB. Lots of fun stuff uh, coming out right now. So we'll we'll take a quick break and talk a little college football before the end of the show and. Finish it off with a bang here on Sports Unlimited. Uh, and if you, again, if you guys want to talk some sports, if you guys have any questions or any thoughts, be sure to call on in 323-784-9681. Everybody get up. 
Welcome back as we have some college football talk for the last 15 minutes or so uh, here on Sports Unlimited. It has been a fun, fun first show here on Southern Sports Central. A little, some technical issues, some hiccups. Got to work out the kinks. Got to get used to doing a uh, three-hour show. But outside of that, it's been it's been a lot of fun and it's been it's been fun bringing you guys all of this coverage of you know pro college high school whatever you guys want me to talk about let me know whatever you guys are interested let me know uh and once again if you guys want to talk to me if you guys want to you know talk some sports 323-784-9681 is that number to call to jump on board and you know give me give me some stuff to talk about and 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 let's talk let, let's talk some sports here uh but yeah finally uh going over to the college side like i mentioned earlier four texas state players were forced to miss the first game t- due to contact tracing in or including their starting quarterback and you know it this isn't a good sign, especially right at the beginning of the season uh, for things getting, getting going. A, a couple of games, uh, a, a, a bunch of games have been canceled already, but this one wasn't. And and that leads me to the question, why, why are they playing? Why wasn't this game canceled? Because, you know, they're, you know, this, you know, if if you're if you've got guys um that may may have it due to contact tracing 
who knows if they do, and if they do, who knows if two other players on the team, and they can spread to their opponents. So it, it's just it's gimme. It's just not very good uh, to see them, you know, just trying to drudge on essentially. And and on the flip side, then you have you know SMU and TCU, their game getting postponed due to cases at TCU. Louisiana Tech and Baylor was canceled due to cases over at Louisiana Tech. And this is the problem that we're seeing in college football, which, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's changing anytime soon. But the problem is, when it comes to college football, is everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Everyone's just focused on what what they can do, and some programs are are more focused on the virus and and are more concerned about it and are taking the precautions and everything. And other other schools and other conferences are saying, you know, we're just pushing forward essentially, no matter what, and there's just so many mixed signals. There's so many things that really needs to, you know, I, and, and, and this is just, this isn't just in college football, but college football is basically a microcosm of the country as a whole. When it's come to this whole pandemic has been, there has not been any real leadership. There has not been that one voice that has been saying, this is what we need to do. And as a result, it's like, you know, one side is doing one thing, another side is doing another. And it's just a whole, it's just a whole mess out there. It's a big old mess out there. Uh, but you know we we've got football and that's good. It, it's good to see college football back. It's good. It's good to see football back. It's good. It, it's good to be able to see all four major sports, all four major sports leagues playing at the same time for the longest time that they ever have, and and more than likely ever will, because this is an extraordinary circumstance. Most of the time, the MLB finishes off their season, you know, late October, early November. By then, the NFL is right in midseason form, and the NBA and NHL aren't starting until September. But the NBA, outside of preseason, doesn't start until beginning of November. And by then, baseball is almost over. So maybe you get one or two days in a year that you have all four sports playing at the same time. But it is, like I said, it only happens one or two times in a year. Now, right now, you're going to get it for an entire month. So if you're a fan of all four sports, and you're just a fan of sports in general. I mean, you know, Richie was talking about it before. You've got, you know, stuff like the Kentucky Derby. You've got other things. You've got the Masters coming up. 
you know, you get you just had the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, all of these events that were supposed to happen in the spring or in the summer that were postponed as a result of the virus are now suddenly coming roaring back. And as a result, you have this influx of sports and, and it's, it's a, it's just a great time to be a sports fan. It's, it's a great time to cover sports and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, over these next, uh, over these next couple of weeks. And over this next month, once again, you know, on, on the high school side, to, you know, tomorrow is going to be a crazy day for sports uh, throughout the country and, and here here in South Carolina and especially here on the Grand Strand. You know, you've, you've got scrimmages going on tomorrow throughout the state. And then on the local front, college-wise, Coastal gets a... I won't say prime time because it's ten o'clock start, but they get a national audience when they play Kansas tomorrow night on FS1. So that's a great opportunity for them to showcase what they do, showcase the showcase the program, and bring some recognition to the area on a national level and. Hopefully they can win. And, you know, this is a Kansas team. While, yes, they're in the Big 12, they aren't exactly a powerhouse within the Big 12. So, you know, they're a team that, uh, team that you know, they, they certainly can get beaten by other, you know, by non-Power 5 conferences. Uh, or non-Power 5 teams, rather. And so, you know, that's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. You know, uh, and once again, it's just it's just great to have sports back. It's great to be able to say, hey, we've got a full slate of games ready to come tomorrow and then on Sunday again Monday night football coming back two games on Monday you know obviously NHL and NBA playoffs still going on MLB right you know headed towards the home spread home stretch these these next couple of weeks the remainder of September at least and then going into the beginning of October if you're a sports fan, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than what's what's going on right now. Uh, you know, and and I I don't want to sound like you know, I mean the the pandemic is horrible, obviously, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. And I you know I would love for it to go away. Uh, the the upside to it is that it brings us this moment in history where you get all of these sports converging at once. And no matter who, what you're a fan of, no matter what your favorite sport is, 
you have something you can watch on essentially any given night. Now, obviously, if you're a football fan, you know you you've got a few off days. If you're ex- well, if you're exclusively a football fan, you have a few off days. But outside of that, if you're a fan of all four major sports, this, this is like Christmas to you. You get every and, and the uh, the cynical of us might say, "Oh yeah, but it's kind of half sports because you don't get the fans." And I get that. I get that. Uh, you know, that's that's something that you just that you just kind of have to understand and and live with at this point. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I kind of wish. And and I I forget what game it was. I it might have been the the Middle Tennessee game. It was either the Middle Tennessee. Oh well, no, the Middle Tennessee Army game had uh, fans in the stands, so you could hear stuff. I, it was the Arkansas State game, where I I don't think there were anyone there was anyone in the stands, or at least there were. It was very limited, and the and. There was no crowd noise. There was no piped-in crowd noise. While, yes, it felt surreal watching a college football game with no crowd noise, it I actually, and, and I said this from the get-go when, when first soccer with the Premier League and whatnot decided to do this, and then the MLB jumped on it. I would prefer it if there was no crowd noise because it would it, it would make it make the uniqueness of the situation come to light even more. And I get for the players why they do it, especially in baseball. But I just would have liked them to do because one of the craziest memories I have of sports is when the Baltimore riots were going on and that that Orioles game against the White Sox where there were no cra- there was no fans allowed and they didn't have the technology like they do now. They didn't have or they didn't have it prepared. They didn't have the piped in noise. So they it was silent and it was eerie. And you know, maybe that's why they didn't do it because they don't want to remind people of what's really happening. They want to give people an escape. But at the same time I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe maybe I'm just weird. But I would have liked them to to do it that way. As we're coming down to the last couple of minutes of the show, I just wanted to say one final thing as, you know, obviously for those of you who know know what today is, it it is September 11th, um, you know, just uh, – it has a direct connection to me because I lived – uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I grew up right across the river from New York. And that day is probably one of the most surreal days I've ever had. You know, even as a kid, even as a fourth grader, I knew, like, when it started happening, and no one, the, just, I don't know how to here because, you know, there, you weren't as directly affected. But as a even as a kid when the when they were coming up with excuses for you know we we couldn't go on the computers at all we they they claimed that there was some sort of in, 
pesticide on the grass, and that's why we couldn't go outside for recess. I knew, even as a little kid, I was like, this doesn't feel right. Something's going on here. And sure enough, I mean, I I had to wait until I, I got picked up to find out what happened. But, you know, even as a little kid, I knew that there there's something wasn't right. Um, you know, kind of, I've always kind of been interested in knowing what other people's experiences outside, you know, that didn't lived in direct vicinity of what happened, if they were told or not. Uh, but, you know, but yeah, so it was, um, you know, it can, you know, obviously condolences to all the people who, uh, you know, who lost people on that fateful day and, you know, never forget, as they always say, uh, never forget. So that'll just about do it for me uh, for this week. So hope, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Sorry to end it on kind of a somber note, but I wanted to get that in because I forgot to earlier on. Uh, But yeah, so be sure to join me next week. Not sure what my guest list will look like next week. We'll we'll try to work out the technical errors next week. So I'm Brandon Biscobing saying so long. And we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week here on Sports Unlimited.